And now, it's time for Steamy Potential. A podcast about great ideas for terrible TV shows. It's your hosts, Nick and Daniel. Welcome to Steamy Potential. To Steamy Potential, where we Sorry discuss. Out of your sails. No, that's okay. I needed um, to take a breath anyway. Good. Uh, what do we discuss here, Nick? Well, well, Dan, uh, we discuss <laughs> <laughs> what a mess. You're stuck in. <laughs> I think I think the delay is unusually high. There's a big um, delay here, and that's why <laughs> you're going to get a lot of us talking over the top of each other in this uh, in this episode, and um, that's just because of both the terrible NBN in Australia and also mm-hmm. uh, our lack of infrastructure. In our mm. in our in our living rooms, in our brains. <laughs> oh, I see. Yes. Yeah, that's true. There's it's threefold. I mean, our just our sheer distance. Mm. I think we should tip the hat that you know, small miracles were able to do this at all from different sides of the world. Yes, but the quality is quite poor. <laughs> the quality of both the uh, recording and the content is mm. bottom of the barrel. I think we can blame the majority of that on the distance. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but welcome to Steamy Potential, where we discuss uh, great ideas for great television shows uh, with a view to coming out with 100 different ideas for television shows over the course of some between 30 and 40 episodes we estimate it would take us to get to that sweet 100 uh, with a view to pitching it to an executive. And that is up to you, the listener, of which of the 100 pitches we take in to an executive to throw out there and try, try our best to get it made. And, you know, it's early days. Although I did check um, this morning, we're up to, I think, about 54. 54? Pretty incredible. Um, So we're over the hump and, you know, we want to take, indeed, if indeed you do pitch these to executives, we have no idea who you're meant to be pitching these to. Um, We have no know-how. We just got to get ourselves in front front of a few suits um, or, or pantsuits, uh, depending on you know what they're wearing, what the fashion is, and by the well, yeah, I mean by, by the, the time we come around, <laughs> <laughs> it might be all like aluminium and, uh, and I don't know, styrofoam, so, <laughs> latex onesies, yeah, mirrorball suits in Hollywood, um, as tis the fashion. So yeah, we we pitch each other um, ideas for TV pilots. Um, with essentially no real scaffolding or understanding of how a TV show was made, other than pure intuition. Although I will, um, as I pointed out yesterday or the day before, I am starting to tuck into uh, this little number right here, um, which is based in the the Save the Cat franchise, but specifically for TV. And maybe at some point it would be fun to get this guy on the podcast, Jamie Nash. Mm. Um, Puts together a nice book. Writes a nice book. And one of the rules we have on our podcast is that we're not allowed famous people on the podcast. That's Um, true. So that's why 99% of authors are allowed on the podcast. Yeah, yeah. No one knows the name of an author. No, no. And that's good. That's good. That keeps them nice and and, uh, keeps their humility up. Mm -hmm. Keeps them working hard, Mm. churning out those good books. Yeah. So, you know, if, if I start dropping some lingo, some 
wonk terminology. <laughs> Don't be afraid, Nick. That's just because I'm an expert in TV now. Great. What is and wonk? You just point. You just. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's kind of when you wank, but up the bum. Ah. <laughs> so. Um, <laughs> I don't have to get it. I don't have to get into it, Nick. No, uh, but you know, but you, if, you if there are any other words, don't get don't your fingers <laughs> pretty tight to cram it up there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I got to shave it down to basically a nub. <laughs> you just you just yell out if you need um, any terminology. Explain it, and I'll and I'll sort it out. Um, and 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 I haven't been reading books, but I have been like throwing applications at uh, kind of like low level television shows. Uh, myself mm, just good. to try and get feedback get real life feedback I chatted to some people from the South Australian Film Corp um, recently I did pitch a TV say? show that was set in rural South Australia um, because they wanted an Australian thing and their feedback was not uh, not global enough oh well what the fuck do you want <laughs> <laughs> so, do you want rural South Australia or do you want whatever the Paris yeah. Emily in Paris is yeah, that what yeah, you want yeah. you want Emily the, the in Paris the mandate was unique Australian, Australian voice but I was turning to another friend who's he's actually um, he's a director and he's he's done he's done work on like some some films he's done uh, work on um, like a, a Thor film um, mm-hmm. and, and, and he you know did did uh, did a bit of running for the that uh, that Daniel Radcliffe film uh, Escape from uh Somewhere in South Africa, was it? The one where he was in Adelaide for yeah, a few for days, a few or, days or whatever. Yeah, great. yeah, yeah, yeah. And <laughs> Daniel Radcliffe escaped from Adelaide. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sure, he sure did. And uh, yeah, and he was saying he often gets like conflicting advice. One, one, one uh, application, and then the next, he'll he'll put an application. And they'll be like, oh, yeah, you didn't have enough talent attached to it. And then he'll attach like some talent to it and send it back. The next mm-hmm. round, they'll be like, yeah, too much talent attached to it. Mm. <laughs> He's like, oh, pick a lane. They're like, yeah, not enough concept. And for our, for our listeners, talent means um, people. Yep. Not, not, the th- not the thing that you have. No. And that's something that I learned from my book. <laughs> talent. Imagine if some of the people who are the talent don't have skill or talent in this (laughs) in this writing. (laughs) I would prefer if you brought more talent to this. I'm sorry, this script, but yeah. yeah. Um, So it's confusing. So maybe, maybe this book, maybe Mm. Dan, you'll have the answers that uh, that we need. Yeah, I think I already do. Out of basically only the first fifty-one pages, I don't know why I need the other hundred and fifty because I get it. I get it now. So. Now the pitches are going to be good, guys, and I'm really excited for that. Oof. Episode 22, here we come. <laughs> um, do do we want to check in with what we've been watching, or do you want to jump straight to it? Oh, let's do a, a quick check in. What have, um, what have you been watching, yeah. Danny Boy? Um, I've been peeking over people's shoulders while they're watching um, The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, Okay, um, which is top-tier television, a real event television. Um drives me crazy that this is a TV show. But then again, podcasts exist and they're equally just people hanging out, wasting each other's time. So I mm-hmm. guess there's no accounting for taste. No. Um, it's it's insane. I mean, like, yeah, the, these, <laughs> I would love to see like the real, real Housewives of Beverly Hills because I, I'm curious how much of their... Uh, trials and tribulations are themselves and how much they're putting on a show and of course they they must be kind of the the kayfabe of of their lifestyle but (laughs) so one of them got pregnant 
and like I, it feels like she's been pregnant for three seasons or three years <laughs> or something. But that that would be a bridge too far to keep her pregnant medically somehow. Just they like medicate her and alter her hormones to keep her pregnant. But they, she's obviously been pregnant long enough because you know, at the start of each episode they'll do like a little tag. They'll be like, um, you know, they'll cross their arms, look kind of haughtily at the camera, and it'll put their name next to them, and they'll be like, um, I'm I'm kicking up a storm. You know, I'm I'm Dorit and I'm itching for a bu- itching for a fight. That's kind of their whole thing. And then like it, every every one of them gives their little tagline. And hers, Teddy, is um <laughs> you'll <laughs> she like stares down barrels down the camera and she's like, You'll never know what to expect when I'm expecting. Great. It, <laughs> it makes me wonder like did they try and is she a bitch because she's pregnant? It sounds like her kind of like <laughs> her uh, superpower, her like wrestling um, signature move is being pregnant. And like when I'm a bitch, <laughs> like, like you know that I'm pregnant. You will like me when yeah. I'm pregnant. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like kinda, do you know what my, my trick is? I'm always pregnant. There's <laughs> <laughs> just a cork up there now. <laughs> I get paid enough to keep it up there. <laughs> She's, uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> but she, I mean, all, all kidding aside, she's actually the sweetest one. So I don't want to go too hard on her. The, re- the rest deserve proper ire, but she's actually very, very kind and sweet. I mean, it begs the question if there ever is a truly real reality show um, where it's mm. not fly on the wall, right? Like, I mean, even, even fly on the wall, like your big brothers, where the people eventually kind of start, I guess, to forget about the cameras a little bit. Still, it's being edited do, and yeah. cut in a way. I mean, you're always slightly aware, but it's getting edited and cut in a way that <laughs> that, yeah. um, that that will they're, they're portray also, particular moods. But I feel like as soon as you put the word "real" <laughs> in a reality show, <laughs> you're inviting critique. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> rather than like, "Welcome back to the cherry-picked moments of Beverly Hills Wives." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but I guess they also there's an element of like because they'll put psychologists to like to um, profile like say if they're going to, into um, Big Brother right so they like try they want to match people up so that they're you know that there's going to be a couple that are going to have sex and there's going to be a couple that are going to fight and I mean there is a like personality matching element to it I guess that encourages interesting dynamics but still w- I mean would a Big Brother would people watch Big Brother if people got along? I mean, do people want pleasant television? Maybe they do. I don't, I don't think anyone's ever tested it. That's, that's curious. Would you watch it? I mean, what I find more interesting than watching the people is is that, is like, is the bets. It's like, okay, have a psychologist mm. bring up a whole bunch of personality tests and then be like, based on kind of what I've... What I've got here, yeah. I'm going to say that like these two are going to end up together. These two are going to be enemies, and blah blah blah. Now let's yeah. see how it plays out. Yeah, like that's interesting to me. Not like mm. he's just a they bunch actually, of people. Do, are you referring to something in particular, or is this something you'd like to see? Uh, something I'd like to see. Yeah, there's actually there's a Danish show, Mit Yemli Match, my secret match, which is basically it's that it's like a bunch of um like 18 year olds going to a house, and then psychologists match them up before like they go they live there for like three months or something and then psychologists write down the matches that they predict and like seal them in envelopes and then um at the end of the show they like they're allowed to open the envelopes 
uh, but they're not they're told that they're in there for like an experiment um uh, like a social networking exp- they, they're all they leave their phones and and facebook and instagram and everything they leave them like outside the house so they spend three months without social networking that that's the premise of the experiment but of course the experiment is actually about trying to match them up by by their personalities so it's 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 a lie i mean and it's manipulative and a lot of these people uh have ended up a bit scarred i guess by it um does anyone yeah, go into reality shows that doesn't end up quite scarred? It seems I mean, unless unless they are actors we are on there, like, which is what I feel like the Housewives of. And yeah, I guess like, yeah, true. And a lot of it is like Celebrity Big Brother, or yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And even then, those celebrities, like who are celebrities for being on reality shows, like the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, it's like you're still playing mm. yourself, and therefore people are going to hate you. Or love yeah. you, you know, like <laughs> opposed to in a film where, yeah. you know, if you play the bad guy in Batman, people aren't like, oh, oh, you're the worst. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. tried to destroy Gotham. <laughs> you know, just. Yeah, I mean, people are welcome to hate Christmas Jones in in James Bond, but in Beverly Hills, they're going to hate Denise Richards. They're going to hate her. Is she in it? Except that she is by far the most likable one. Uh, she is in it, which is so bizarre because the rest are like not recognizable. And then you've got the, you know, star of stage and screen, Denise Richards, which is insane. That is. Just being herself and often being kind of a bitch, but still. That is insane. We're rooting for her. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I am. Of course we all are. Um, of course. Great. Great. Always happy to hear about a healthy dose of uh, reality television. Mm. Um, mm. Shall we kick in? To our first pitch. Yes, please. Is it, are we kicking into you or are we kicking me? Uh, I don't mind. Um, we'll rock, paper, scissors on air uh, with a okay. delay and whoever wins goes <laughs> first. Yeah, exactly. Who benefits <laughs> from the delay? Uh, no Especially not the listeners. <laughs> and okay. rock, Jump, paper, scissors. Pong. Okay. Uh, you crush me. Okay, you're first. <laughs> the delay was such... Fucks. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Good. Um, uh, that was rock for me and scissors for Nick, which traditionally means that rock smashes scissors, um, which is bizarre, of course. But I don't make the rules. It's not a perfect game. <laughs> it's not a paper game. covers rock. What is? <laughs> what? <laughs> did you ever play in school? Did you ever do like gunpowder and like people added all these like? Oh, yeah, like, like super dynamite rules to the game. Like, yeah. yeah, 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 that's what I was thinking of, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Bot, and then someone would, like, bring, oh, I'm doing gun. Oh, what does gun beat? <sighs> Let me consult the chart. Gun beats scissors <laughs> and paper, but not rock. But dynamite beats gun. That doesn't make any sense. There was, I remember yeah. what, there, was a, there was a volcano film with Tommy Lee Jones that came out around the same time as um, Dante's Peak. It was basically, it was oh. like two volcano-y films at the same time. And I remember they're like in the, uh, they're like in like the kind of rescue center, the kind of main protagonist family and Tommy Lee Jones. And they're mm-hmm. like just buying time and they're playing rock, paper, scissors. And the kid <laughs> kind of opens up his hand and like twinkles his fingers. And he's like, what's that? He's yeah. like, lava. And then he's like, what beats lava? And they kind of like look at the camera like, <laughs> nothing is the implication there. <laughs> and that has stuck with me for 20 years. <laughs> That's really good. 
I love like the thought process of that. If we can break it down a little bit, because I guess they like they thought, okay, let's can we have a moment where it brings home like how deadly lava is, <laughs> and rather than play <laughs> like they're like, okay, what game could that be? Well, what jumps to my mind is the floor is lava. But anyway, they decided to do rock paper scissors. But the idea of someone like just killing time by playing rock, paper, scissors <laughs> yeah. is the most bonkers thing I've ever heard. <laughs> no one ever suggested we've got five minutes to spare. Do you want us to like knock out a few rounds of RPS? Because you could Bizarre. conceivably do a round of rock, paper, scissors in three seconds. <laughs> yeah. It's in like five games you're playing like uh, five minutes you're playing like a hundred games <laughs> yeah, of like a hundred games <laughs> none of them require any skill or tactics <laughs> jesus um okay this is me then this is called hindsight anna wakes up she's dazed and confused and feels like shit she squints and sees white everywhere linen white walls she's in a hospital she looks at people standing around her with flowers her family She can't quite remember them all, but they look lovingly at her, and they look sad. She's dying. They put their flowers on her bed and leave, with only her mum and dad left. They say their final goodbyes, and then they too leave. The doctor doesn't expect Anna to survive through the night. Her tumour means she can't recognise her family, and she's lost her long-term memory, so she just lies there. Thing is, she's pretty fucking sure she hasn't lost her mind. She drills the doctor on her medical history, her family history. He points out that it's her birthday, February 9th. She remembers none of it, but she does feel pretty shitty. And sure enough, as night falls, she starts to cough. She can't stay awake. She's suffering. The doctors pump her with morphine, and she gratefully falls asleep, confused, but happy that the pain is going to end forever. Then she wakes up in a cornfield. She still feels crappy, but not that crappy. She wanders back to the road and hears music. There's a school fete on nearby. The annual school fete, held every year on February 8th. It's yesterday. She went backwards to yesterday, not forwards to heaven. Anna is pissed and super confused. Um, Hindsight. So, okay, we've done a few time travel-y things Mm -hmm. on the show. At least, I want to say at least two, maybe three. Um, And there is like a a rich tradition of, of good time travel Movies and TV shows, right? And some of them are very good. You like you've got your uh, Groundhog Day. Rick and Morty often does kind of, I mean, not officially time travel, but time travely, timey wimey things. Doctor Who, Rush. Do you ever see Russian Doll? I, I I watched I watched maybe the first like few episodes, and um, mm. yeah, I was really curious, but yeah, just mm. fell off for some reason. Just fell off the radar. Yeah, it's pretty good. Um, but they're all like, I mean, they're all great, and and this is not an attempt to like fix them or compete with them but they they all have a premise of like the goal is to move forward like okay you can go back you can change things and then come back to the the present um but what if the the rule for time travel and um this is gonna have to be a bit of a team effort i haven't thought this all the way through what the like mechanics mean but what if the rule was it's a character and every time she falls asleep she wakes up the previous time that she fell asleep so every time she falls asleep, she time travels back to the last time she was asleep. Interesting. So so, so she falls asleep at night. Let's forget this particular storyline for a second and just try and... Because I haven't really thought through like how it works. And she wakes up... Falls asleep at night. Yeah. And when ahead. she wakes up, it's the morning of the previous day. 
Exactly. Right. Not that she falls asleep and then just continuously goes back to the <laughs> time she was Right, because th- then you've got Groundhog Day. Yeah. Yeah. So there's like, so I guess there's like three broad brush ways of doing time travel. There's like fall asleep and you're back to the start of the day, Groundhog Day. A- and also the, the plot of a recent, um, it's called Palm Springs. It's about, it's a place in Palm Springs with Andy Samberg. Yes, it's called Palm Springs. Exactly. Have you seen this one? The no, Andy no, Samberg. No. One. Exactly, Groundhog Day. It's also it's pretty. It's like a modern update of Groundhog Day. It's, okay, it's pretty good. Um, but anyway, exactly the same thing. Go to sleep, wake up um, uh, the same day. Then you've got, I guess, kind of free flow time travel where you can Move go around. back, go forward. Yeah, and maybe it's linked to to days or weeks, or you have to like a little bit of like um, about time. You know, he can go to other times, maybe where he's. I don't really still don't really understand the mechanics of that movie, but anyway, there's some rules to it, right? Um, but then there's like going backwards and she can't... So every time you fall asleep, you wake up the morning of the day before. And this gives you, I think, like the ability to do a kind of constant farce. Because every morning she wakes up and you could have her like wake up, you know, in the middle of a farm. You could have her wake up like in some random bed she's never been in. She could wake up in some weird country. And all she remembers is like tomorrow. She remembers what she did tomorrow, but she doesn't know what she did yesterday and she doesn't know what is going to happen today, except that she knows that whatever happens today will put her in a situation that leads to where she woke up tomorrow. It's very fun. Yeah, yeah, it does. And I think that it, and, and this is her life, right? It's like she's lived a whole life, mm. and now she's kind of, in a way, reliving it backwards. Yeah, except maybe she... I, and I'm trying to figure out, like, should she remember her life? Or does she wake up and she's kind of like, wait, who am I? What am I doing here? And then she wakes up the next day, which is yesterday, she's like, oh, okay, so this day is going to end with me being in hospital. But how do I get from here in this cornfield or whatever to hospital? And as she kind of goes through the day, you know, she's just trying to figure out where she is and who she is. And then she maybe gets like hit by a car. And then as she's like losing consciousness in the ambulance, she's like, ah, that's how I end up in hospital. And then she falls asleep. Right. And then she wakes up the day before that. And she's like, Fuck, where am I now? Oh, well, I know tomorrow I end up in the middle of a cornfield. How do I get there? So you kind of have this like constant cliffhanger every episode of how she got how from she A got to B. To place. And, and in some ways, you've kind of like, you're picking out slightly a, a memento ish um, mm, yeah. representation. Yeah, whereas, but he's like constantly retracing his steps, not necessarily going back in time. The, um, yeah, I, I think it's interesting. So, okay, what I like here was initially what I thought you were just pitching was that she was reliving her life backwards. And so maybe, you know, the first <clears throat> week, she's got pretty good memory of what she did. She's like, I remember like yesterday. Yeah. I can remember even like, you know, last Friday. But Whoa. I can't. Just showing off. But after that, <laughs> well, you know, what can I say? Uh, but I, nice brain. Like I can't go. <laughs> nice brag. You got a nice brag, friend. Uh, oh, good brag. Yeah, top brag there. Uh, but there's, I can't go like, you know, then then things start to get hazy. And then, you know, maybe every now and then you'll remember like a day of note, right? You'd be like, oh, yeah, mm. yeah, I remember this day. Like, I remember yeah. going to this festival and what I did, which is like one way to do it. It's almost like mm. then you're kind of watching yeah. in some ways like a little Benjamin Button vibe, right? Except, it's, yeah, it's got a bit of that. You know, yeah. going back in time, getting younger. But what I think I I like and where you're going is less so that she's just going back in her life, but rather she's in a situation and she's like, I don't know how I got here. And so 
she's solving the mystery backward. Yeah. Like, you know, you wake up it's, tired yeah. and battered in like Russia and you're mm. like, how did yeah. I get here? Yeah. I don't know who I am. Kind of born identity. And then you go back and mm. she's kind of like working it out. And then we yeah, finally I, get to the I end. Think, like, this is who I am. This is what I was doing. I think actually it's pretty cool. I think there's a way to merge your your thought because I, I think a shortcoming of this idea, which is, um, which I guess is like a, maybe like a limited series, maybe it lasts one or two seasons because at some point this is, it's going to get a little much and it's going to, I was kind of thinking of like, what are some other fast, like the classic obvious fast that really annoys me is this Todd Margaret, um, which should be excellent. Todd. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the, um, I mean, uh, it's the David Cross thing. David Cross and, um, yeah, and Will Arnett. Will Arnett. Like, it should work, right? On paper, this thing looks very, very funny. And, like, every episode of Todd Margaret starts with uh, listing his, like, crimes. And then you go back and back to the start of the week or the day or whatever. And he acts. And you're like, oh, okay, that's that's how he was charged with whatever public nudity. That's that's a, f- like, okay, it's interesting the way that he got there. But it was so, ugh, like, it just tried so hard. And then it feels very artificial to start in the future and then flashback. Whereas this kind of sci-fi idea, there's no other way to do it, right? She, if she just travels back in time, you can only ever see it traveling backwards. There's no like artificial, okay, we're going to show you a little bit of the future and then we're going to show you a little bit of the past and like back and forth, back and forth until you figure out the farce or figure out the mystery. This is really just like, there's no other way to go. You have to start in the future and just steadily go backwards. But then I think it could be cool if like halfway through the season, she starts to remember and realizes, no, actually, this is her life. And she really maybe does have like a, a tumor or something that's that's allowed her to kind of live it backwards. And now she's starting to remember why why she's kind of got this curse. Maybe it's because of something she did or something that happened to her. Something about regret. Am I touching something? Mm. I'm getting mm. something with a D. Yes. yes. <laughs> He's okay. saying he forgives you. Is it an uncle or uh, a loved one. It's a loved one. Someone who okay. is special to you. Close. Close to you. Close uncle? Do I have a close uncle? How close is the uncle? Okay. How far? Is he breathing on you? Can okay. you smell it? Um, Can you smell your uncle? <laughs> I'm getting a smelly uncle. Do we have Does that a, mean anything to you? I think, yeah. I th- and I think, you know, you're right to say that the formula potentially could get old. Um, yeah. So I think you have... Uh, like a kind of a an eight, maybe like an eight hour, eight, eight episode season before you need to pivot. I'd yeah. say you could get like a quite a good story out of somewhere between kind of eight to ten episodes. Like I think of um uh now what was this? It was a Douglas Adams uh story that was turned into a television series recently, um featuring hmm. Elijah Wood, and it was on Netflix. Um the um, let me just Dirk Gently's Holistic Detective Agency. Uh, I've heard of it, but what? But what is it? So basically, what no one's ever talking about. Yeah, yeah. It's it was an interesting, interesting show. Like I, I, I didn't love it, but I, I know it had had, uh, had a had a fairly big fan base, and like it was enjoyable. But essentially, it's this this detective who just kind of like goes with the flow basically and he stumbles mm-hmm. into the right place at the right time all the time and everything he does is always meant to be what he's meant to do because that's what he's doing and like mm-hmm. certain people 
like, and there, there are these kind of people that exist who have like missions or have, and they know like one of them's like, I can't be hurt. So like he does anything hmm. he wants because he can't get hurt because something always happens to save him in the nick of time because that's yeah. just the way that the universe is. And Dirk Gently is yet yeah, this detective kind of who just kind of stumbles in and out thing. and everything is coincidence. And it's such a cool idea, right? Like just, mm. um, yeah. And, and it is time. Yeah, I really like that. Yeah. It's timey wimey. Mean, it does like it gets it gets a bit old <laughs> because mm. just because and you know I, I mean I, I'd never finished the second season but I'm curious as to why they if if they did wrap it up or why they didn't carry on but I just think eventually like after a few episodes you like kind of get over the okay like you know every you know everything he's doing is just because it's already been mapped out and it's foretold yeah so there i, I think there is a, a limited lifespan with, with these kinds of like self-fulfilling prophecy stories yeah kind of circular or like that that point out i i, I kind of like it is interesting to to explore like free will and fate and these kind of things through i guess but i guess dirk gently works because he knows like he, like he's just confident and and understands the rules, I guess that like he's he's preordained to be able to to solve the mystery or or be successful or whatever. Yeah. Um. And I guess that's that's an el- an element of fun. And then you've got like well, I'm thinking of Unbreakable, where he's also he doesn't un- really understand that he's um just blessed with good fortune or, or like can't be hurt, not because he's invincible in any way, but just because the universe doesn't conspires to not let him be hurt and i guess yeah i i can see that 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 would get a bit old um because it means that there's kind of no tension right would you want to watch a tv show where you know that there's no chance of anything going badly exactly that's yeah you've nailed it there it's like okay i know this person ends up here and therefore Mm. i'm not worried about what's going to happen to them however the thing that makes it interesting is like unraveling the mystery right it's yeah. like yeah seeing how things happened yeah and may yeah okay that's yeah true so i it's okay to have i guess um know how it all turns out because you're interested in why did it turn out that way and maybe as you go back in time you get it gets i guess it can go through different like feelings some episodes are going to be fun and, and farcical and simple and then maybe as you go back and f- back further into the past, you s- you really start to unpick the threads of this thing, and maybe she's done something unspeakably bad. I guess it is a little bit like Memento in that way. Not that I won't spoil anything, but that that something so bad happened that it kind of broke her timeline in some way, mm. and maybe she's being punished, um, and has to is kind of having to relive her whole life. And I think you've got some really good yeah. moments or like, she's just got to get to the bottom of what this deed was, which happened. Yeah. Whatever. 10 days ago, you know? Yeah, and even if maybe, like yeah. someone you see at the start that she has to kill to survive. And then, mm. you know, you kind of get six episodes later and six days earlier. And, you know, she kind of discovers that that's actually like a best friend or like, yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. And then she's got a dilemma of what to yeah, tell them cool. or not. And then True, because she can like <laughs> Yeah, true. She can do terrible things in an episode and then the next episode no one knows she's done it and treats her, you know, perfectly nicely. Or vice versa. You know, she'll save someone's life in one episode, but in the next episode they hate her because they don't know she's saved their life yet. I guess you yeah, you can have lots of fun with that, but it's weird that like 
I can only only bring to mind like Benjamin Button as something that's really done a just a flip like reverse timeline thing. Um, and maybe there's a reason for that. Maybe it's just there's too many logical puzzles to solve. Maybe it's just exhausting to do. And maybe that's why Groundhog Day and Russian Doll work is because they don't try to bite off too much. It's just a single day that they have to figure out. I think, and they have years to do it. I think Benjamin Button suffers kind of from yeah, as we were saying this, like I don't know, like Benjamin Button. I was like, yep, I'm like done with this concept now. <laughs> like but the movie went for like three and a half okay. hours, and it felt forever. What's the running time of Benjamin Button? <laughs> I I'm gonna guess two forty. All right. Yeah. Okay. You're right. Two hours and forty five minutes. Okay. I'd be surprised if it cracked three, but it. Yeah. I mean, it was like. I guess it was only interesting for those the big transition times, right? Like where it'd skip ahead like ten years, and suddenly you'd realize, oh shit, Kate Blanchett's kind of old now, and and he's hot and has a bike, and then it'd skip ahead again, and he's like, oh, he's a little boy. Are they still doing it? Maybe that's cool. And Is then they skip ahead again, and it's like, oh, he's baby now. <laughs> But all the bits in between, like where they're just living, living their best life, is is not that interesting. Uh, fun fact: uh, Dan and I mm. actually went to a dress dress up party uh, as <laughs> forgot as <laughs> Kate Blanchett and uh, uh, Brad Pitt from from uh, from the Curious Case of Benjamin Button. Where I think you were Brad Pitt, I was Kate Blanchett, and I began as a baby, and Dan began as an old man. <laughs> And throughout the Fuck, party, I totally forgot. <laughs> throughout the party, we would slowly <laughs> transition and change. I would get older; he would get younger. We kind of met in the middle yeah. as these like two fabulously dressed, and then eventually, yeah, I and was then just an like lady. danced and partied <laughs> and had a good time for like half an hour, and then continued on our way. <laughs> um, you wait, so yeah, you ended up as a as an old lady, and I yeah. ended up naked in a diaper, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I began in a, in a nappy, right. and you ended in a nappy. Yeah. <laughs> just a side note big fans yeah no, I, <laughs> I guess very um yeah 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 oh like no no shade towards benjamin button we've, we've lived it man we've been there we've been there cool. man um but this like this ah, it's such a curious concept and like i mean i think like you yeah you've got the bare bones and the skeleton of, of a cool idea this backwards moving opening up mm. and i think you know we've we've come to some good conclusions here like we know that we want to keep it short you know the the mystery is what's going to bring you along um not necessarily the you know the will they make it vibe but also just like how they got to this position and finding out they are a real like born identity kind of um yeah uh, like a, a full season arc mystery with maybe like episode to episode just kind of fun little how did i wake up in bed with this guy and you can have a bit of fun with that but ultimately you head you you start to feel like okay you're heading towards something pretty dark a pretty big reveal and I don't know I guess it's about I feel like it's about regret because like the time travel movies that head forward and back and all over the place they're about like you can change the past you can do whatever you want you know today like seize the day it's about you can change the today and change the future and that's a kind of time tra- it's got it's really like optimistic whereas this is completely the opposite right that this says not only can you not change the future because she's not ever going to see the future she's only ever going to see the past she's only ever going to go backwards into the past and anything she does even at the start of a day is not going to change her the next season uh, the next episode because it's already happened um it'd be kind of not yeah it feels pretty bleak 
Maybe it's too bleak. No, I'd be, but maybe that's fine. Like, you know, I don't think there's anything wrong with kind of pushing into a, a bleak, <laughs> you know, I mean, like a Black Mirror-esque mm. kind of world. And, and look, you got to be in a particular mood to, to engage in that kind of stuff. You mm. know, the same mood as yeah. tonight I want to watch a horror film. You know, I want to be scared. Um, mm. You know, you just want to step into this kind of, yeah. And, 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 and I think also it'd be interesting for just character development. I'd love to see what it would do to a person when like... It's it's such a weird um yeah, weird place to kind of put your mind where you're like, Oh yeah, I've mm. like like are you shattered as a person and yet the thing that's happened hasn't happened yet and you won't ever see happen again. But it will happen. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like Yeah. Are you just riddled with guilt for something that hasn't occurred for or Yeah, true. Yeah, you can like really pull a character to breaking point and really stress them out in that way. It could be interesting to see. Mm. Mm. Okay. Well, it's um, it's hindsight. I don't know who plays her. Maybe it's yeah. I don't know who's a good. What about um, who's um, what about uh, what about uh, Harry Potter's best friend? <laughs> what about um, ugh, Asher Keedy Who did from Offspring? I've never seen Offspring. Australian actress, Australian actor. Um, Asher Keedy Yeah, I say Keedy but. Not for any reason. Not because I know that it's pronounced Kitty. Uh, yeah, I'm all on the. I'm Could on well the. Be I'm on the Kitty Kitty on the Ked train. The Ked train. <laughs> the Keddy the Keddy wagon. I'm going to the Ked hole. Yeah. All yeah. right. Great. Great. Um, I just like her. I just yeah, I think stuff. she's really good. <laughs> she's I've never seen Offspring, um, but good. She, as no, one of five Australian actors, I think uh, I recognize her face. <laughs> <laughs> True. Small pool. <laughs> Small pool. Big fish. Um, all right, look, let's take a break from our and with a word from our sponsor, and we'll come back with uh, TV pitch idea number dos. Hey there, listener. Do you have a cool business idea and you're looking to try and get it in front of customers? Well, why not try and sponsor it on this podcast? Uh, we've got no sponsors, which isn't a good indicator of reach, but we'll literally sponsor your thing for free. So get in touch with us today, right now. Steamy Potential Podcast. Find us on Instagram. And you too can have an ad filled with random crap. And welcome back to Steamy Potential. Thank you very much for those kinds words, sponsor. And uh, audience, may I recommend, please go out and purchase that. Hmm. Purchase that good sponsor. Um, And also... Do reach out to us if you've got ideas, thoughts, feedback um, on the show, or if you have um, pictures of your own that you that you want to get uh, on air. I I think at some point it would be nice if we had a kind of lightning round of of listeners' pictures. See if we can dust them off or make them worse, make them appropriately bad um, in case they're too good. But uh, not yet. We're you still find stockpiling us. them on our Gmail. That's right. Steamy Potential Podcast at gmail.com. No, we don't have mm. our own domain, domain name. Uh, why would we need it? Gmail is just easier to remember. Yeah. And if you're worried that steamypotential.com is taken, you're incorrect. It's still sitting there, ready to be purchased. So why don't you purchase mm. it, and then, like, I guess we'd have to offer <laughs> you a, to a high amount of money for it. Yeah, there's opportunity oh, yeah. to to hold us, to hold us to ransom for our for our podcast named domain. Mm. I might actually just grab that right now. Um, yeah, go ahead. All right, give this me, give is me that good pitch that I crave. All right, this pitch idea is called Bucked. 
Greg Aimling is the father of two criminal lawyer. He works 60 plus hours a week, but still finds time to coach his kids' soccer team. Yeah, there's a lot of coaching of soccer teams in my pictures, and that's just something yeah. that I've found. He <laughs> works, good, yeah. it just is like a nice kind of like family man trait, I think. Anyway, he works real hard, yeah. plays, and is adored by the school and families in his town. In 2017, Greg was driving his car down Main South Road. It was mid-November, usually clear nights as we head into the Aussie summer. But there was a flash storm. The roads were wet. It was dark. Coming up on 2am when Greg hit a beast. Greg hopped out of his car and moved towards the creature. Its fur was dark and matted in the rain. Greg approached with caution. Was the creature dead? A flash of lighting lit up the beast for a moment. Its ears long, its body huge, the size of a bear. But there are no bears in Australia. He could see its no, long... koala bears. Yeah, more koala bears. I, I kind of think of it more as like a, a big mouse. Yeah. He could I see its... Tree beasts. Yeah. <laughs> he could see its long ears through the flash of lightning. He approached the beast, seeing that it was still breathing, but barely. Wrapped barely. around were wings. As he approached... Its paws ripped around and gripped his arm, but it wasn't a paw. It was a human hand. He looked in the eye, and with its dying breath, the beast muttered, You must do it now, and handed him a bag. (laughs) Greg panicked and ran from the creature, not noticing that he still had the small bag it had given him. Inside Mm. was children's teeth. Three days later, a rabbit arrives to tell Greg that he is the new tooth fairy. And if he doesn't collect enough teeth to fill the quota each month, then the world will end. That's just how it is. Now, Greg, family man, must sneak into children's bedrooms at nights and steal their teeth. <laughs> He's totally bucked. It's bucked. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, he's definitely bucked. Also, buck teeth, I guess. <laughs> I'm there. Now, full disclosure, I, I began writing this, right? And I was yeah. like, yeah, it's a yeah. big rabbit. And then I'm like, because he's the <laughs> Easter tooth. Ah, damn it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, it's a tooth fairy, not Easter rabbit, a bunny rabbit. I don't know why. I like, I guess it was like <laughs> one in the morning when I was writing this. <laughs> so like, Well, this is why we do drafts, right? <laughs> <laughs> and then I was like, I don't I'm sure know. we'll polish this up if you want to pitch it. <laughs> I'll just. Um, <laughs> I'll just say it's got wings and that'll be fine. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's huge rabbit ears fluttered against its bird wings. <laughs> it's a bird now. There's no rabbit ears. And it is a fairy. It and it added two to it a wand, I guess, because it's a fairy. Uh, no, I, I actually really like... Okay, so this has kind of um, of a good vibe of um, reimagining fairy tale creatures as very real and very kind of scary and dangerous. A little bit like um, there's Grimm. Did you ever see Grimm? I did see Grimm, and I also watched the film with uh, Heath Ledger and, and Matt Damon. Oh, yeah? The Brothers Grimm. Um, good. I'm glad you did both of your homeworks, although they're not very, like, deeply related, but they are both good. As a bad movie. Um, yeah, that's pretty rough, isn't it? Why did they do that movie? Probably looked good on paper. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, on paper, a home run. He's Ledger, Matt Damon. They, like, fight monsters, but they're actually frauds. And then they yeah. 
get too far in and they have to fight a witch or whatever and then things get out of hand. It's like, great, but yeah, it's just a fucking mess. <laughs> yeah, it's almost like, did they want to do a kind of Pirates of the Caribbean high action, high fantasy thing? And then it just, yeah. We should go back and actually give that another go. Maybe. Yeah, look, Grimm, the opening 30 minutes, yeah. great. Anyway, go on, sorry. Um, yeah, kind of like, so, well, I haven't seen all of Grimm, but the the, the gist, I guess, is... What you you take kind of classic fairy tale ideas and then make them gritty and real? It'd be cool if this like, but it's still like things like werewolf, vampires. I mean, it's still ultimately monsters. Yeah, but it would be cool if you took you know kids things that parents make up for kids and make them gritty and real. Like imagine if the tooth fairy is it's like a deformed beast with huge like reptilian wings, and its job really is to to creep it. I feel like I'm describing something that already exists, but hopefully it doesn't. And maybe it actually, like, it gets its nutrition from... The, the, it can only be found in, like, the calcium of children's teeth or something. Um, and children maybe can't see it. It's invisible to children or something. You know, like, try and actually create a world where these these beasts, these parentally invented beasts exist. And so... That, but, like, maybe then it's... Keep it funny. Keep it light. Yeah. Keep it gay. Because I guess, like, my my initial, as I was writing this, I was Funny like, and gritty. Kind How of is flashes it? of Constant. the Santa Claus with Tim Allen, yeah. where it's just, yeah, like, yeah. a regular guy is this, but, like, less special and holiday miracles. Like, he's just a criminal lawyer, <laughs> and he's got to fucking collect yeah. teeth from the pillows of children while they sleep, and it is a logistical nightmare. He's also got full-time job and, like, a heavy job and, you know, he's involved. He's a criminal lawyer. And, uh... Of course. Um, and you got to see this guy fucking trying to scale houses to get into <laughs> kids' bedrooms to take the teeth from under their pillow. And I guess, yeah. like, at some point, like, you know, his, his, his wife is going to find, like, just these giant piles of children's teeth <laughs> <laughs> and like he's turned the basement and there's like pictures of kids all on the wall and he's like it's slowly like, crossing them off he's like, no i gotta do it i'm saving the world that's the rules honey you know i have to do certain things the rabbit we told me <laughs> i don't ask you about what you do with your girlfriends when you go to tupperware parties I just asked no questions, and we agreed you would do the same for me. <laughs> um, so, is there, there is like a world? <laughs> okay. So, so is he able to? Is does he have to be a fairy, or is it just like? I mean, does it follow the rules of the Santa Claus, where now he starts to grow wings and he has to wear? Like the wand gives him certain powers or he has to wear a tutu and the tutu can help him fly. Or, so, or is it just like someone's got to do this and might as well be you. He's in suit and tie. He's he just tie. looks like yeah, some guy. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like when and he will eventually gets caught by the police. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's just some guy. And a lengthy court drama ensues. I mean, the whole second season is just a court. It's like broad church. Yeah. The whole season yeah, 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 yeah. is a trial. <laughs> oh, he ends up. He ends up in jail. Yeah. Okay. Good. And then we and got a bigger problem. Probably hands, beaten, I would assume. Which is yeah, 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 because he's, he's creeping into kids' bedrooms. <laughs> and then the bigger problem mm. is he's got to collect these teeth. 
He's still going to Or the world will end. And he can't help it. I think maybe at some point he can like yes. enlist the help of his actual children, maybe. Maybe he's like, his children will like let him know whose who's teeth at school are getting a little wobbly. And but the thing is, he's just collecting yeah. teeth for his area. Yeah, that's kind of right? what I was and trying so, to understand. So there's like a global network of teeth. So eventually he kind of clicks in and it's like, I want the seasons to like pivot and expand. Eventually he clicks in to all the other dads that have hit. Killed <laughs> and run the fucking yeah, tooth, tooth fairy, tooth fairy, accidentally taking the bag home and become the area the the area yeah, manager. Because dads drive so poorly at night; they're so they're always in a rush. Well, they're, and they're distracted. You know, he was like he's like flicking the radio. He's yeah, he's yeah. eating some donut. It's just he's not he's not paying attention, Dan. He's just not paying attention. So I mean, that look that is where I I initially imagined it. Although I, mm-hmm. I do like this this gritty gritty, I also do like the the idea of like a gritty television uh, imagining of of I guess. Although then I'm not totally clear of of where the show heads or yeah, like is... I mean I think it can still be a comedy. I I do I quite like the idea of. Hmm. I think it should be a comedy, right? Like if if you go down the grim route, like it it loses steam. I think because. Who was it for then? Yeah, <laughs> like, is it it's, is it a mist crime mystery where he's also just constantly creeping into kids' rooms? I don't know. It's it's got too much on the nose. Uh, but keep it keep it funny for sure. So then I guess you can go either like he's just suit and tie, and you you just start to like as the season wears on, like you stop seeing him creeping into kids' rooms. But he's just always tied, like because you know every night he's out there. Um, but he's also got to like keep his family together, and it's just kind of it's like a Trapped, trapped together format, as this book would say. Save the cat rights for TV. Trapped together, like they you know, his his family's trying to figure out what he's doing every night, and but he's also got the big case. He's kind of got a bit of a, you know, case of the case of the week that he's got to solve. Um, mm, you know, it'd be fun. What if like mm. someone gets arrested for sneaking into children's rooms? Like mm. someone gets falsely accused of doing what Greg has been doing. That's. Interesting. And he's the lawyer that gets hired. Defend. He's the lawyer that gets hired to represent. To prosecute him. or defend? Okay, to represent. You, I guess you get. To I, I like it. I like the symmetry of it. But you do get into this kind of hot water of like, now the good guy is. We have to like defend this guy who keeps. <laughs> I mean, now they're both creeping into kids' rooms. Now you got two people on the same team. No, no, no. Like, like, rooms. no. Sorry, sorry. They're like someone's been sneaking to. Children's bedroom and stealing teeth, right? Yeah, that's the guy, the main that's guy. That's the yeah. guy. Yeah, that's the guy, the main. And someone gets falsely mm-hmm. accused of doing that, mm-hmm. and then gets tried for it. But it was all just a yeah. It was just a misunderstanding. Total mistaken identity. And now mm-hmm. Greg must defend defend this guy because yeah. as as his criminal. But then also he's like, it'd be much easier if people thought it was him. So maybe he's yeah, it's planting, kind of a, he's trying it's to botch very the... Jean Valjean. It's it's they've found someone who looks like him who's done the same crime. He could take the fall for it. That would take the like take the heat off our main guy. Does he, but does he defend him? And and I guess he maybe like he knows he can't be guilty. There's no way he can be guilty because he was there that night. He happened to be getting that kid's teeth that night. So like. There's not even a question of could he be actually a pedophile or not. No, we know he's not. He's a good guy. Yeah, he's, he's just some guy, accused. and they just happen to look yeah. similar or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's pretty cool. I, 
I, I really want to stick with the like the rules of the Santa Claus, where he starts to maybe grow wings steadily over the course of the season. Then you kind of get a bit of a Harvey Birdman thing going on. I yeah. like that. Yeah, all right. Yeah, okay. And um, mm, But he still has to hide them. He's got his, his big wings. He's got to prune. He's yeah. kind of getting a little hunchy. <laughs> prune them. So. Yeah, and that's that's cool. That's cool too. Nothing wrong with a hunch. And then, okay, so maybe that's like a few episodes he's defending this guy. So I do want to understand the tension a bit better, like why he has to do this. Like, Santa Claus gets away with it because it's just family fun and the kid demands it um, and some other rules that I forget what they made up. But is there a way we can force him to, to collect children's teeth? Well, I mean, Maybe I went down... his own down teeth start the, to, like, fall out. I went down the classic road of just, you know, there is, like, the balance of the universe relies on good these evil. magical creatures doing the yeah. bidding and you know they're <clears throat> for the universe not to implode they need they need the children's teeth yeah accept it or like they they need <laughs> that, that's fine <laughs> but yeah if there I guess, was a well, more... maybe maybe i'm just asking like someone needs to show him that maybe it's like maybe the first episode is like this is nothing and then by the end of that episode or by the end of the second episode like things start to f- like there's an earthquake uh and maybe one of the other a nearby dad comes over and he's like a a fucking dentist or a surgeon or something and he's like we need to sit down or maybe he's oh, oh how about this he's like he's one of his friends maybe like a a childhood friend he's always met up with him every like sunday afternoon they play a bit of poker they like meet at a nearby bar they've been doing this for years and then you know he hits the hits the tooth fairy tooth fairy says it's up to you now um sorry i look like a rabbit i made a mistake i'm actually a fairy and then hands him the bag He's like, no, this is nonsense. He throws away the bag, goes back to work. And then there's like a huge, yeah, uh, like a fissure appears on the street that day because they hadn't collected teeth the previous night. Then he meets up with his friend and his friend's like, I heard it was you. Like, you're one of us now. Wait, how long have you been a tooth fairy? I've been a tooth fairy for the last 20 years. And then he like, real. then he gets like inducted into the, the system. He has like someone who explains the system to him. They go find the bag. You know, the bag got thrown out. Oh, quick, go get the bag. The bag's magical. What if the the dentist, his old mate, is a dent the de- is a dentist, and he's like, mm-hmm. like, have you ever, have you seen Buffy the Vampire Slayer? Sure. So, like, the dentist is like his watcher. He's like, right, his Giles, yes. and like, he's like, yeah, I'm the yeah, watcher. Like, I'm the one that like helps you out. Um, like mm. all my family for generations have been dentists. And, you know, gets, like, <laughs> yeah. we'll let you yeah. know, like, whose kids, like, you know, we help you work out whose teeth are loosening and... Yeah, that's good. ...where to go and, you know, we're here to help you out. And, yes, it's real. Yeah. That gives you a good bit of, like, structure for the first few episodes. Mm, then he yeah, doesn't yeah. have to, like, figure everything out himself. Yeah. Get a little team going on as well. Pretty fun. Mm, I yeah. can really see... Um, <laughs> like maybe. Maybe, like, one of the other old... Fr- like, maybe, like, the whole group, his whole, like, high school group have been meeting up every Sunday for years. And they're all in it, except for him. They've all, at one point or another, hit a magical uh. creature. <laughs> and, like... You got they, he finally gets inducted into it. He's finally the last one to hit a magical <laughs> creature. And he comes in, and they're all, like, actually... Like, one of them's dressed as the Easter Bunny. And he's like, yes, I've been the Easter Bunny for 25 years. <laughs> Do you remember that day I didn't turn up to college? Yes, I, I had to drop out. I killed a bunny. I killed, killed the bunny. I killed the bunny, but this one was an actual bunny, not a fairy bunny. <laughs> yeah. 
exactly. This one wasn't just a, a mistakenly written pitch. <laughs> well, the delete button's not working. <laughs> um, okay, this feels like something. Yeah. So then, yeah, and, and I think yeah, you've got your you've got your so you get your tension now. You've got um, he knows what he's got to do. You got to watch it, help him talk him mm-hmm. through it, and and then I think you've got like yeah, the endless pit bit. So you've got the like the comedy of him having to actually do this as like a regular guy. You've also got him trying yep. to like hide it up. You've got a police investigation because he's been sloppy to start with. He's a criminal lawyer mm-hmm. and he's like defending a guy who he kind of wants to frame to try and get the heat off him. And he's like trying to like sprinkle teeth, like evidence and stuff around him and botch <laughs> yeah. the job. Then he gets yep. kind of caught out, I guess for like, or maybe he goes to jail, not for the teeth thing, but just for like, negligence of of um our, our main guy or the our main guy the defendant yeah okay he goes, goes to, to jail yeah right for like not not properly you know defending someone yeah and that's a big i i think he should he should get away with it for at least i reckon two seasons i think the, if he goes to jail like that's a pr- i think that's a pretty big move yeah yeah it is and then like it opens up a whole other totally. bunch of problems yeah do you call it a teethy show <laughs> yeah, it's a teethy. It's extremely teethy. A teethy special. Um, yeah, I like it. Fuck, we're gonna have to find a lot of prop teeth for it. No, you, you just need kids' two or teeth. Three. <laughs> yeah, you, uh, I'm, yeah, we get actual teeth. Wait, I mean, I'm sure you teeth. can. As I look, what do parents keep their? What do they do with their children's teeth once they've like exchanged it for dollars? Uh, well, I do know some people have little like satchels and precious. Um, bags and knick-knack drawers filled with their kids' teeth. You know what I'm thinking of? Those little... I think I actually had... My parents had them at one point. A little, like, what you would put a ring in. One of those little... Oh, yeah. Boxes. Boxes with kids' teeth. Yep. Yeah, it's no good, is it? <laughs> a little draw, little drawstring, drawstring bag. Creepy. creepy Pretty stuff. creepy. Pretty strange tradition. <laughs> isn't yeah, it? super strange. So like, <laughs> this... Yeah, yeah, yeah. You lose a tooth, we'll give you some money. Put it under your pillow. What? <laughs> it's it coming because up with it's that? like, I mean, kids are when they're developing, right? I, as far as from what I've heard or read, that they, they're worried about losing parts of their body. Like for a long time, kids will be sad when they do a shit because they hate the idea that something has left their what? body. And, like it's <laughs> scary to them. Where did you read that? That's what? this is a true thing. Like. <laughs> This is so like Natasha, who does you know like teaches at preschool. That's a Dan's lot of the partner, kids. In case age, anyone was wondering, my 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 partner. She, like I want to say maybe like between one and three. Quite a lot of the kids like you don't want the kid to look at the the turd that they've left out of the toilet because they start to like they get really sad and angry and freak out that like parts of their body are going away like permanently they're losing part of their body which i think is like and a tooth is that but to the next level right it's such a permanent thing it's like a big physical chunk of your mouth that's come out and it it has the potential to like really freak them out but i guess parents are like no no it's it's special it needs to come out and the fairy is going to take it and it's it's worth something and you you get money. I don't know. It's Dad, like I will not sit here the and be told that a child is sad when it takes a shit because it wants it. It wants it back in. 
do I will children not <laughs> want their shit back in? You tell me a lot of things, but I'm not going to sit here and let you tell me that there has been some misinterpretation here between, <laughs> <laughs> between Denmark um, and the rest of the world. <laughs> I am really screwing up my, my Google algorithm right now. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's resolve this off air because I have the feeling this could be a years long um, argument. Yeah, about whether or not kids yeah, yeah. love their poop or hate their poop or are afraid <laughs> of their poop, or they think their poop is a permanent part of their body that needs. Yeah. I, I, I if that is the truth, then it is the most outrageous thing. No <laughs> this, actual. This is the hill I it. choose to die on: is that children do not. <laughs> Get upset. Well, that's because they unfortunate because I also choose to die on this hill. It's <laughs> <laughs> a couple couple grown men who are going to die on a, a mountain made of shit. Okay. All right. I guess on that note, great, great TV pitch. Thank you. Thank you. That is bucked. I, th- I, think, I think we took it to some great places. And that is yeah. that, uh, that, yeah, we, we added some good kind of tension, some good storyline, mm-hmm. added a, a court case... Um, added a watcher, kind of fleshed out that that mythology a bit, which is nice. Mm, yeah, good bit of world building, love it. And that is um, all we well, have thanks. time for. Yeah, I think it is. Yeah. Um, so that was bucked and hindsight. Two fantasy bagum and tagum. Two more. I think we're up to fifty six now. That is counting. Woof! Over the halfway mark. Mm. Uh, as always, thank you very much to our listeners for listening. If you have uh, uh, a pitch. Please email us at steamypotentialpodcast at gmail.com. If you know someone that might enjoy listening to uh, ideas for television Please, shows, just, uh, and steamypotential at gmail.com. Just sorry to jump in. There. Oh, just steamy potential. Just steamy potential. Yeah, yeah, it's the much more premium. Uh, get rid of that you you. podcast word. Yeah, because no one else has called anything steamy. Because that was already taken. <laughs> <laughs> steamy potential podcast was already taken. <laughs> We had to settle for stevepotential.gmail.com. Please do email us. Please, please do. And, and if you know anyone that uh, would enjoy hearing ideas, television shows, and kind of fleshing out mm. ideas and, and, and talking about pictures, um, you know, send them this way. Send them to us. Mm. Tell them who sent you. We won't know who that is unless we already know you. But it's good to build build the network. Of minders and watchers and hunters and collectors and assassins and creeps. Until next time, stay steamy and I'll stay potential. Doesn't make any sense. <laughs>